our families reside, we really need to make those safe places for our children. And all of those communities together, you know, are the next generation. This is, you know, the world. And if we don't make that change, the world's gonna, you know, it's already going downhill, but it's only going to go downhill faster and worse, you know, if we don't make those changes now. You know, it might be third world or, you know, it might be happening in the big cities, but to imagine that that's happening, you know, in your community or in the communities around you, that's a hard thing to grasp how, how vast and wide it is. They don't go out at night and when they sleep, they have loaded weapons with them. And, and this is what the people who live within the United States along those borders are having to do because it is that bad. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the amazing Jessie coming back. I haven't had her on for a while, so I'm really glad she's back. We're going to talk about the current issues and what's going on and she, which, why I like doing this. I like to tie the current issues, things that's going on, to what she knows about the occult practices, the Illuminati, you know, the globalists that are Satanists that are implementing all this crap so that we can get a better idea of how everything ties in. And that's why we talk about this. She, of course, was raised in that environment, has studied it her whole life. She works, her whole focus is to is to change it and to unravel it and to save the kids and just save society from their evil plans and just essentially save as many people as she can from the horrors that they're putting on us. So I, that's why I really enjoy talking to her because she's just doing such great work. And I want to let you know, she does stay after and we do an exclusive for my Ebonier members and for TV members. So please go and sign up for one of those really supports this program. So those of you who are members, I thank you so much. And I hope you're liking all these exclusives. Some of this stuff, I just uh, feel better just putting on there because not having it public is, is good. I don't want people to stumble into some of these things. And then other ones, it's uh, just exclusives and, and something special for my members. Anyways, I also want to tell you about two great offers that I have. One is the TLA Mirror Lengtheners. They're amazing. If you have an older adult in your life, if you're older, it's amazing what it does to you. But for those older adults that whose mind is starting to you know, be a little slower. I'm just telling you how much it has helped my dad. It's it's a marked difference for him, these telomere lengthers. And then why they work, because they go after the shorter telomeres first. And so it's it's just incredible how it's worked for him. And I think it can work for you too. And right now they have a three hundred dollar free telomere deep face mask for getting the telomere lengtheners deep into your skin. If you buy a three-month supply telomere capsules, so you can find that on at sirwessel.com under shop. 
you also get a 15% discount for being a listener. So look for that coupon on at sarahwestall.com under shop. And then also the great deal on the Tetragen. Everybody wants to look better at this time of year. Well, we always want to look better. And we get tired of always being hungry. And the leptin not getting to your brain, Tetragen helps you, tells you you're not hungry anymore, balances out your system, helps you fight fat. It's a long-term deal. It helps you develop good habits. It's not about a quick fix so that you lose weight in, in a month and then you're done. It's about creating great habits, keeping you from being hunger, hungry and balanced. Your body fights fat more efficiently. efficiently. It's amazing. And right now they're doing a 40% discount for all of my listeners. So anybody can get that and you can enjoy this product during the month of May. You can enjoy or try this product for a lot less money. So go to sarahwestall.com under shop and look for that offer. And while you're there, go to sarahwestall.com under subscribe and subscribe to my newsletter and all the other platforms I am on. So now let's get into this amazing conversation with Jesse Saboter. Hi, Jesse. Welcome back to the program. Hey, Sarah. It's good to be back. I have not talked to you for a while, so I'm, I guess we talked a little bit before this started because we needed to catch up, but I'm so glad we're back because there is a lot of things that we need to talk about. Yes, there certainly are. <laughs> well, let's start with Linwood because I know that you're a follower of Linwood and Lynn, um, you know, and I, I can see why he's doing this. He's He's been very successful in his career and he's, he's like, okay, I'm done with my career. I've made the money. I want to make a difference in this world. And I know that there's this Luciferian agenda and they're hurting our children and hell with it. I'm going to go out and be, be a courageous, good person and tell it like it is. What do you think about Lynn Wood and his actions? No, I, I was very encouraged, um, you know, as a survivor who has spent her whole life trying to, you know, basically put my voice out there. Um, it was really encouraging to watch some of his latest um, videos and things that he was putting up on Telegram. And they were from some of the different uh, conferences that he's speaking at. I think some of them are, you know, as he's campaigning or um, doing connected to the Patriot conferences. And then I think there was a few others in there that he was doing, but he would put up these videos and, you know, the one he, he was just on fire and, you know, was like, I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to, you know, basically he's not going to candy coat the truth anymore. And, you know, he was basically, you know, saying these people are Luciferians this is what they do. And he, you know, beyond the pedophilia, he went into, you know, mentioning the cannibalism and the trafficking. And, and he said, you know, they're selling our children and doing these horrific things. And I'm not going to stand for it anymore. And, um, you know, it's just really encouraging to hear that. And, you know, he got pretty blunt at some points, you know, and was like, you know, you cannot have our children anymore. And, you know, was yelling and shouting that. And I just had to, you know, I mean, I wanted to stand up if I had been there. It's like, I would have been screaming, you know, and yelling and been like, yes, preach it, you know. It's like you want um, to give them a big hug, right? It's like, thank uh, you. The more people that stand up and have the courage and say, 
this is what's going on and enough it's like enough we're done stop we need to stand up and and stop this it's just so great you know when he has a, he has a microphone he has been really assaulted and smeared lately and um so he's taken a huge hit personally for doing the right thing um I guess they're not going to let off, are they? They're going to just keep smearing yeah. everybody that comes forward because it's too dangerous for them. And he called it out as it was. I mean, he addressed some of that and, you know, basically said the things that they have engaged in are, you know, crimes against humanity. And he said, you know, I mean, he got pretty blunt. He was like, you know, get out of the way or, you know, we're you deserve this. And he outlined the punishments, you know, that, that they deserved and things like that. And, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> like he's, he, he's asking for it, you know, but at the same time, he was just being so bold and saying, you know, that this is the truth, you know, that if you're going to engage in these things, you're, you deserve to get shot, you know? Well, absolutely. And I think the more people that come out with that type of courage, the more other people will come out with courage because you know it's all about taking the courage now and i think he's like i'm i'm don't care about my reputation i care about these children and i mean who what's my reputation if i'm going to sacrifice that knowing that these children are being hurt it's kind of like how i felt where i said i can't i know the university of minnesota is not going to employ me anymore you know, because I taught there for five years, if I start coming out on this stuff, I'm going to be categorized as whatever. And I'm like, well, I can't not, I can't not do this. These children, I, I you know, especially at Survivor Scott, and I keep telling him this, he changed my life because he, he walked, he poured his soul out. It was the first time he did that. And, and it was like, I was, I could really understand. I saw these children and what they were going through. And I'm like, I'm just hearing about it and I'm just fighting about it. I didn't have to suffer through it. I didn't have to, you know, like you, you guys suffered through this stuff. These poor children were abused. I'm like, if I can't fight for them, what's the point of, I mean, who cares about my reputation? You know, I'm not. And so that's where I just said, this is more important than making sure I can teach a class. I mean, what the hell is that? You know, I have to have integrity long-term and that's, you're not having integrity if you put that aside just so you can be, I mean, so I can be what? You know, it's not like I was making that much money doing that anyways. It wasn't about money. So I, I you know, and so, and I, I suppose for you, it's different. You live through it. And so it was probably really hard your whole life trying to tell people and nobody believed you because it was so freaking far off. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, it is all about all about the children and you know what what greater thing could we ever embark in uh, in life than to create you know communities and um you know places for our children to live in and you know live life in where they're safe you know they're protected they you know they have a voice they can you know just live life and not have to be terrified or afraid that you know, people are going to hurt them. And so I think that's really, you know, what it's about is that, you know, at a community level where our families reside, we really need to make those safe places for our children. And all of those communities together 
you know, are the next generation. This is, you know, the world. And if we don't make that change, the world's going to, you know, it's already going downhill, but it's only going to go downhill faster and worse, you know, if we don't make those changes now. Well, and I think it's like the average person understands that we need to protect the children. The average person doesn't understand, hasn't seeped in, it hasn't connected, they haven't soaked it in, that this is real. It's or so... In your community, you know. Or it's here, yeah, it's everywhere. Let's say it's you know, it might be third world or, you know, it might be happening in the big cities, but to imagine that that's happening, you know, in your community or in the communities around you, that's a hard thing to grasp how, how vast and wide it is. And yeah, and it's like, it's just, you don't, you can't believe, you don't see it personally, so it doesn't exist. And yeah. that's not true. So you have to get past the me not seeing it personally means it doesn't exist. You know, it, you're not an ostrich with your head in a hole. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And right. um, the more of us are realizing that it exists and realizes there's nothing more important than to stop this, mm -hmm. this scourge. And, you know, I, I've been learning about, it's not just the children. There's also the elderly that have been put into guardianship and they're, they've been stealing their assets and killing them at the end. I'm assuming it's that same, it must be coming from the same group of people because they can kill more innocents because the elderly are just as innocent. They can't do anything. They, they're just mm. sitting there at the end of their life and they have to deal with that. And I, I guess it, it's harder to see the children because they haven't even had a life. The elderly at least had a life but they're stealing their whole life's work that they want to pass on to their family and they're stealing it and then killing them. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, there's stuff that hasn't come out about that either yet, but besides their assets and, you know, taking the inheritance that belongs to those people's family, you know, I've brought out some of the things about, um, you know, the adrenochrome and, but, you know, sometimes they will, you know, make it look like those elderly people have died or passed away, particularly the ones who don't have family or people who will go looking for them. You know, they just say, oh, they've passed away. And nobody questions that. Nobody looks into that. But then they'll bring into, you know, those warehouses or facilities where, you know, they are harvesting things from those individuals. Um, and, you know, selling that. So, you know, there, there's a lot more to the abuse than is being reported with our seniors. Is there a lot, I know this gets really, it's a hard topic, but with children, they're young and fresh and their cells are new. With adults that are elderly, how, I always thought that their organs and things wouldn't have much of a market, but that's not true, huh? For, it depends on the market, you know, they're able to use those for, you know, a lot of the witchcrafts or spells or paraphernalia stores that they have, you know, they will harvest those organs and turn them into a powder. So for yeah. those sales, they're, they're still good. Um, you know, so they can, there's what things they can still use. Okay. And I believe that this um, virus pandemic, a lot of states, including the one that I'm in, 
um, had most of their deaths coming from nursing homes on purpose. Yeah. Now, did they, was there an operation? I know there's an operation because all over the world, you know, I, I talked to Piers um, Corbin who said the same thing happened in London. He felt that it was an operation. Um, it was a playbook. And I think it was to increase the deaths to make it look worse for, but did they do more with these elderly or was it just to increase the death? Or I mean, I don't know if you know that or not. I don't know that, but, um, you know, knowing how they kind of work and operate, one of the first things that Trump's administration did was cut off, um, the, you know, they, they kicked out all the individuals who were illegal immigrants into our country. And then they, you know, kind of really hit securing the border. And when they did that, that stopped the asset flow, you know, for the trafficking, for the mm -hmm. adrenochrome, for the different harvesting things, especially with the children. So, you know, when you've got that flow stopped, you know, and you, you don't have access to it anymore, then the system's going to go to its backups, which, you know, the elderly being in the nursing mm. home, that's, that's a huge backup for them. So, you know, in my mind, I could see how it'd be very easy for them to uh, monopolize on that situation and to use it for more than just you know, we got to ask because we know that there were not that many deaths, as many as yeah. they're reporting. So, you know, where are they getting that number from? If those numbers are real numbers of people who they're claiming have died, you know, but in reality, those people maybe are just missing. Where are they? You, you know, where did they go? Well, it's the same with the soldiers, right? All those suicides. It's hard to imagine there's so many suicides. So where are these soldiers? What's really going on? Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I'm, I'm very disturbed by this free flowing border and the fact that there's so many naive people that think it's just about bringing these really good people in to um, work and bringing bring and increasing the voter polls for the Democrats. That is the front to it. And yeah, it probably can do some of that. But behind all of this is this huge trafficking network that's increased. Um, and it, it's so hard to know and to watch this huge amount of people coming over a border, knowing those children and those young women and young boys are being abused. It's so hard. Yeah. And, you know, I've got, I've got friends that are, you know, citizens living along that border and, you know, it is not being reported how bad it is. And, you know, what, it, what I'm being told is that, you know, these individuals, they don't go out at night and when they sleep, they have loaded weapons with them. And, and this is what the people who live within the United States along those borders are having to do because it is that bad. And, you know, we've heard about the farmers in South Africa and how, you know, they're being taken by rebels and, you know, shot, killed and things like that. But we're not hearing about what's happening to our farmers and our ranchers along our border as these, you know, illegal 
you know, they're not even, these are not even, I'm just going to come out and say it. These are not good citizens or people that we want, you know, Mexico is not sending us their best or their cream of the crop. You know, they're sending us the hardcore killer, serial killers that they don't want in their country. Um, You know, I had a friend yesterday was talking about it and he said, you know, Mexico is so bad that they don't even pay for food if you're in jail. Your family has to pay for your food. If your family doesn't pay for your food and expenses, then you starve to death. Okay, so these are the people, you know, that the families don't want, uh, the country doesn't want, and they're giving them a free pass, not only a free pass, they're paying for them to come into our country, they're giving them free housing, free food, free benefits, health benefits, okay, and these people are- Air flights. Yeah, and they are even- you know, and they're not reporting on the damage that they are doing to American citizens at our border. Not a single one has come forward with any of those stories. You know, and it's not just Mexico's worst of the worst criminals. It's also Guatemala. It's all, it's all, lots of South America. I mean, it's like bring all your hardened criminals and bring them to the United States. It's like what England did to Australia you know, what the Europe did to Australia, that's what's coming here to the United States. Yes, on television, we see the families, we see the hardworking people. Okay, I love them too. I'm married to a Mexican. I love him more than anything. My kids are Mexican, but he knows, and he's more hardcore than I am because he knows what's happening. He knows they're sending the hardcore criminals. He doesn't want them here either. He's in a U.S. citizen now, and he's like, I don't want that nobody wants that and it's not just mexicans it's south americans it's also people from middle east that's coming in who are strategically coming here and china and other people coming here through that border it's just how can you be less you're selling out our country how can you be how can you claim to be the leader of a country and just destroy it on purpose yeah, that's what it feels like. Well, and they couldn't even, you know, have the decency to help, you know, the average American or low income American through COVID. You know, let's be all honest, our stipend packages, you know, basically were crap. And, um, you know, but yet they'll provide housing, food, health care at 100% for these individuals. And, you know, they, it's not even like they're coming here to become citizens. They don't become citizens. You know, they just operate and do their drugs, their trafficking in our country. And, you know, the majority of these people are coming through with children or are, you know, helping to facilitate that trafficking that's going on. And so they're exploiting children not only from their country but from ours as well and so they're making money off of exploiting children and getting living scot-free paid you know for every need that they could have every basic need is met and and then they're making money off of it as well off of our children you know, it's nothing like the wanting to destroy the United States to build up other countries and other areas. It's, uh, that's what it feels like. 
And I mean, imagine us taking the most hardened criminals, the worst that we have, the ones that screw up everything and send them away. How much better would we be? You know, I honestly, it's not a very good policy, but hey, it makes your, it makes your communities better if you get rid of all the riffraff. And that's what other countries are doing to us. <laughs> it's like so obvious. Come on. I don't know the the night the naivety of our the Democrats who still support that is um, over the top. I just are they stupid? You know who said? I think it was um, Mike Adams always says it's a it's a, a IQ test. Some of the stuff and it really feels that way. Yeah, uh, I don't think I guess I wouldn't quite say that they're stupid. I I think the reality is is that you know the most of our left wing and you know, those individuals own multiple houses and properties all over the world. So, you know, they're not privy, or I should say not privy is not the right word. They're not partial to their American properties because they've got, you know, mansions and really nice properties mm -hmm. in other countries, you know. But that's the elite left. What about the average everyday Joe citizen left who actually supports this hogwash? Yeah, I guess you're right. There's only one word to describe them. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, let's move on to Russia. Biden put out, and I, I want your opinion on this. Biden put out an executive order that I think is the most dangerous executive order that he's done so far. It's like a North Korean executive order. He said anybody affiliated with Russia that they can take, they can prosecute them and their spouse and their children. And the problem was, is it was worded in such a way that they, it, they don't even have to prove that you're affiliated with Russia. They just can state that you're affiliated with Russia. So it's pretty much a open-ended policy to be able to persecute your political rivals, their children and family. Yeah, I, well, I think it goes deeper than that, too, because the way that you're stating that it's written, you know, th they it would give them the legal rights to just say, you know, we believe you're connected to Russia, and next thing you know, they're taking your children. And you can't do uh. anything to get your kids back. But it's interesting that they say it gives them the right to prosecute, and your children are included in that. So my question is, what are they going to be doing to the children? You, you know, are you, are we going to, is there intention a mass genocide of children um, for these families that, you know, are being um, truth tellers or who are, you know, outright rebelling against the system, you know, or standing against it, you know, it might be a free door for them to you know, I try to put it this way. The enemy knows that the average person who takes a strong stand against the system does so knowing that they put their life on the line. And, you know, we do so willingly, but what hurts us most is when those we love, when their lives get put on the line. That's where it crosses the line for most of us, where we say, okay, is this worth it right. or not? So, so with the way that executive order is written, that would be my concern is they would be using it to do that. 
Yeah. But you know, if the groundswell is, they know that they're kind of, I think they're scared because they know that the average American or not the average, I mean, that, that, that the percentage of people around the world are starting to figure this out. I think they took it too far. They stole the election. That's become obvious to a lot of people. They created this pandemic, which is, it was mostly fabricated and, you know, sure there's a flu and there's, I mean, who knows, but it's, it, it was so fabricated. So much of it. Now they have this vaccine that looks to be very dangerous and is killing a lot of people. It's worse. You know, there's treatments. They're just taking all of this, the border and the, they're taking so much so far that so many people around the world are, are starting to buy into it. You know, I had, I was talking to some journalists in Russia and they don't, you know, the whole red revolution, you know, the, which is what's going on here. A lot of that, you know, they already are because they've gone through it. They don't, they, you can't do that to that society anymore because they already are, they already too aware. You can't play those games with Russia anymore. The average person, because they've been through so much trauma, so much death, so much bad stuff over the last hundred years. You can't play those games with them anymore. Question is, when, how far are we to that point where their games just aren't going to work with us anymore? Yeah. And, and are they still going to use, you know, their games that are, are considered, you know, dead and under the water, um, you know, like the Russian hoax, you know, w we all know that we have a president that won the election fair and square. And that person they accused of, you know, collaborating with Russia. Um, you know, as American citizens, if we support that individual, are they going to tie us in also as being collaborators with Russia, you know, and use it that way? Or are they going to use it to, you know, keep our president from really taking his position and operating, you know, the way that he's supposed to? Um, you know, so it, it could be used, I think, you know, we really need to stand up and you know just as i'm thinking off the top of my head as american citizens is there a way to reverse executive orders to say you know we don't agree with this you know <laughs> we're not going to stand for this yeah well it kind of gets the common law it gets to all that is it time for you to um make to to declare yourself part of the the real United States, you know, that's something I'm working through. A lot of people have started doing that because they're very concerned about um, being part of a system that is, uh, it's just so corrupt, so not what we are for that we can't stand behind it any longer. You know, I mean, I, I guess there's nowhere else to stay. Now, uh, the last thing I wanted to really talk to you about um, is the State of the Union fiasco. Biden was up there. Uh, it was just a freaking joke. They, they had half the Senate there. Most of the Republicans weren't there. They're back in their own, or half the Congress too. They were back in their own districts. And um, they had Nancy Pelosi there sitting with two masks. She's vaccinated. She's social distanced with two freaking masks on. I mean, what an idiot. And then they have... Um, you know, Kamala Harris, at least she only had one mask. That's still stupid. 
And then, you know, all of them had were social distance with Max and vaccinated, which is the dumbest thing on the planet. Although we all know that the vaccine is doesn't work. So maybe that, I don't know. It's like, well, it's so stupid. The whole thing is stupid. And the thing that was just so absurd is they're showing clips of like Ted Cruz and other people falling asleep during the, the speech. It was, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in our country. You know, so how low have we going gone? Going downhill, I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there used to be, it used to be, you know, that when the pre president of the United States of America spoke, you know, it, it was a family ordeal. Like everybody, you know, businesses would close down early. Everybody would be at home with their families, sitting around the TV to hear what had to be said. And there was respect, there was honor for the office and for the person who held that office. And, and we don't see any of that. We don't see, you know, the- We doesn't deserve you know, it. We're not seeing, you know, that, that unity between the office and the American people. Because the American people know he didn't, he didn't win. Yeah. He didn't, wasn't voted in, he stole it. And so we're like, well, hell with you. We don't. So his numbers were so bad. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that we needed to show Biden respect, but I was saying oh, I know, yeah. that, you know, there's just been such a huge drastic change and yeah, it, it's just been bad. And I think it, you want to laugh, but it's not, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny, you know? Watching Ted Cruz fall asleep and the other congressman falling asleep is, is, is funny. But it's not funny. It's sad. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, they're falling asleep, and and I don't blame them. This is like so awful. <laughs> okay, well, let's close this up. This has been a really fun interview. I know we we had some pretty serious things we talked about. At least we closed it off with a little bit of a laugh. Um, will you stick around for my members, my Ebonier members, and SarahWestall.tv, and we can get into some uh, good stuff. Sounds good. Thank you, Jesse.